Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good Friday morning, all (laughs) y'all. I'm Robin Holstein, and this is the Holstein House Broadcast. I need to redo that introduction, don't I? So that I say broadcast instead of podcast, but eh, it doesn't matter, does it? It's Friday, November 3rd, 2023, and this is episode 112 of the Holstein House Broadcast broadcast, answering your questions on hosting a B&B from your home, your food pantry, your food preparation and storage questions, and more. And today's broadcast, we're going to get to talking a little bit about daylight savings time. It it goes away this weekend, not forever, but we'll talk about that a little bit. It's kind of like the elephant in the room. (laughs) right now. And then we'll talk about five more preps that you can do for winter. And uh, I first I want to say straight off right out the gate this morning, I for a while I was doing this later in the broadcast, but we'll do it uh, straight out the gate. I want to thank you for listening on the podcast. I've had a few people reach out to me in the last few days, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, I want to say a special hello to um, over on Fountain. Um, If I hopefully I'll pronounce these right, user Asian, user Asian, U S E R A C E Y A N, who recommended that I consider reading the cast of Amontillado for next Halloween, another Poe short story, and I had forgotten all about that. I have an older book. Uh, of Poe. It's supposed to be the complete works of Poe, um, but it's packed away from one of the moves. I, I haven't, don't have it out, so I'll have to get that out and look for it, and I'll have to practice that some more. That was kind of a, wasn't a last minute thought, but it was kind of like, oh, I should probably do something special for <laughs> Halloween, and uh, that's what I did, and I also want to say, say thanks to uh, Jim Seifert, I think it's Jim Seifert, uh, J-I-M-S-I-E-F-E-R-T, for following on both Noster and Fountain. And and I want to also thank uh, Joey Delage, J-O-E-Y-D-E-L-A-G-E, over on Fountain as well for his good comments and and listening and listening. I know it's not always really exciting to listen, but I I do appreciate you being there. The rest of you guys, I do see the numbers, uh, but I'd love to put some names with, uh, with, with the statistics and the analytics and stuff. So if you're listening on another podcast application, um, one of the girls uh, over on fountain, um, it's Julie uses podcast, uh, pocket cast sorry pocket cast and I don't have that on my phone I've got a really old iPhone and it just it still works obviously but it doesn't I don't have a lot of room to put much more apps on it it screams at me every time I plug it in anyway but if you're on one of those other apps and you do make a comment and I really appreciate it if you don't get a response from me even just a a smiley face or a yes or a like or whatever 
uh, message me. Go to robinholstein.com, go to the contact page and send me a message about it. And I will do my best to check those routinely so I can say hello and enjoy conversation with you. Otherwise, come over to the Telegram group. Uh, Telegram is an app, obviously, and um, it's really easy to use. And the Telegram group is the Holstein House Chat. Uh, and you do have to be verified. You can't just jump in because um, early on when I had it, I had some folks hop in there and they just were not very, <laughs> they weren't the kind of people that I wanted or they were nasty and saying bad stuff. So I said it so you had to you have to be let in. So don't be surprised at that. I did have a couple people try that and then deleted their account. I guess they didn't want to go through all the steps, but you know, that's how it is. Sometimes you have to, you have to put up, you have to have boundaries in your life, but yeah, just say hello. I do appreciate it when people do that. Even if you can only say, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm here. I'm, I'll be listening, but I can't be here all the time live on the live episode because I do that myself. There's a lot of a lot of YouTubes and stuff that I listen to and podcasts that I listen to while I'm doing other things and they're pre-recorded because obviously if I sit and watch them all, I'd get nothing done. But I do appreciate you and uh, and I thank you. I thank you for for listening and for sharing comments and suggestions and stuff. <clears throat> oh, hello, Hunter. Glad to see you this morning. Woot, 112. Yeah, 112. Did I think it would last as long? Hunter, I could talk for days. That doesn't mean I make any sense when I talk. <laughs> but um, I really wasn't sure because I'm not that focused and I really need to focus better on topics. But I'm, I'm, you know, people like to say they're adult ADHDs and I guess that's a, a thing. <laughs> you know, it used to be. Back in the day, back when I was a little nipper, um, no, it was before then, back before we had uh, so many people, that, about the time of the Industrial Revolution, um, people working on the farms and stuff, you, you went from thing to thing. And if you were a hunter, being a little ADHD was a good thing because like with squirrel hunting, you had to seek you know, squirrels are all over the place. Of course, we see, you know, we cry squirrel every time we get distracted now. But that would help you. You know, you'd get, you'd be watching something, then boom, here's a squirrel, pew, you got him. Then if you weren't good at that, you know, if you, if you, if you weren't good at watching and knowing and, and seeing things and, and reacting quickly, maybe you got shot, maybe you got hurt in an accident, or maybe you just starved to death. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't have that focus and I really never have. And I try very hard to, to keep it, uh, it kind of tight, but I'm, I, I don't do a very good job about it. <laughs> 112, you know, I, um, did I think I'd get to 112? I, I, no, I guess not really, not really. Uh, I, I am glad that I am here and I'm going to keep, try, you know, trugging along. I didn't do anything life things going on in life have kept me from uh doing we did a little uh special thing on the 50 on number 50 but i didn't do anything for 100 uh, i might do something for christmas i haven't decided yet i need to decide that it's coming up quick because thanksgiving's just about three weeks away so um 
Yeah, it's it's been fun. It's really been fun. I keep thinking of things I need to change and do, but I, I haven't been able to do that yet, as you as you have seen. <laughs> but and I want to thank you for hanging out, Hunter. Hunter, I know you can't always, you know, have good signal or you know, you're at work, you're listening to stuff. And I appreciate it when you do swing in there and say hello. And sometimes I have that part where the comments are uh, blocked by the stuff on my screen. And so I don't see people in their comments right away. Um, and I always feel bad because I, I, I was in my professional career. You didn't make people wait like the customer. You didn't make them wait. You got to them right away. And um in this, you kind of have to focus because you can, and you've seen it in other other uh, uh, YouTubers, Hunter. I know you have that. You know that the side conversation can distract you down a rabbit hole that you never recover from. <laughs> sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's good, but sometimes when you really want to focus on the topic, it can be terribly distracting. But I, I try to be a little little more lax on that, and maybe that's part of the problem. I also have to get I, I also have to get more real content up besides this. Um, I'm doing a um, workshop Wednesday on and I, I doubt this is of interest to you, Hunter, but I'm doing a workshop Wednesday on um, um, gifts in a jar. And it's like uh, all the dry ingredients for a particular meal. Let's just say chili because that's easy. Uh, all the dry ingredients that you can put in a quart jar for chili like you know the beans and the spices and the onions and all the stuff like that uh, that you can use and then you put a recipe tag on it and you give it as a gift with somebody and you say just add you know tomato sauce and ground beef if you uh, I obviously the beans in the chili thing is for me you put beans in chili except hot dog chili you don't put beans in hot dog chili that could go on for days that conversation there and we have done it on other, like, Telegram groups and stuff. We've done that. It's always fun. It's always fun. But uh, let me get you caught up a little bit. There's not not a whole lot to catch up on. Um, we do have a guest coming in Saturday tomorrow, so I have a lot of uh, last-minute tidying up to do. When, in between, when I don't have a guest, when I have the calendar blocked off, um, I, I get kind of slack and I'll just set stuff wherever, you know, I'll come in, I'll put these things down and maybe I put the groceries away and stuff, but I leave things like for the laundry that I haven't brought down yet. Um, Cause I hate the basement. I hate the basement. <laughs> I used to think I'd love a basement, but I hate it. I hate climbing the stairs always up and down a thousand times a day, but you know, it's not real exercise. So it doesn't really count the, help keep you in shape but I read somewhere that uh, 10 stairs is considered a flight and um, I think no it couldn't be just 10 could it be just 10 that's what's on my mind is that 10 stairs is a flight and that um, ah, has to be more than that but um, oh you might know Hunter since the kind of work you do but I, I go up and down these stairs a million times a day. So what I'll end up doing is I'll try to lessen the number of trips down to the basement. So I'll, I'll put things over by the basement door that need to go down, like laundry detergent and stuff and, um, and canned goods and stuff that I keep here in the pantry and all that. So I, and, and then I forget <laughs> or something happens or I got to go somewhere else or it's just, I got to get this stuff in the house and then I got to get back and go down the road. It's, I live an insane life. I really do. I know there's a lot of friends, not friends. I, should, I don't mean it like friends, 
uh, there's a lot of people that I know that think that I don't do a whole lot. So why can't I do this too? You know, so, you know, here's a task. Why can't you do this task too? Because I don't stop all day long. I don't stop. It's crazy. And I, uh, my day is so packed and, um, I know we're not, I'm not the only one. I get that. I'm not the only one, but it's, it's amazing to me. The people that think that just because I'm at the house that I have all this stuff. Uh, Hunter says, I'll have to get the wife on for that. I, on for, what did I miss, Hunter? You'll have to get the wife on for a rabbit hole discussion? No, oh, beans and chili, I bet. I bet it was beans and chili. Yeah, we can have that conversation. That's fun. I like about food. I'm not like a chef. I have some books like from um, Gordon Ramsay and... Um, uh, oh my gosh, I never thought I'd forget her name. Julia Child, and I have a bunch of Betty Crockers, and I have a bunch of uh, like church and, and group books that you you build your own cookbook and have it printed and sell it for a fundraiser. I have tons of those. And, uh, but I'm not, I'm not a chef by any means. My, um, my, uh, I, I'm just a really basic meat and potatoes kind of person. That's, that's all I do. But, uh, uh, Oh, the gift thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, it's really, they're really easy, but you do need to try them first because the one that I'm going to uh, pre specifically present on Wednesday, uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but that's okay, is uh, it's called an easy, it's called a cheesy egg bake. So, but it's made with, um, and if you're on, if you're keto, this is not keto. I don't, I don't keto. Um, it's made with actually, it sounds odd, but it's really good. Cornflakes. Uh, rice checks and wheat checks and um, a bunch of spicy stuff. And um, what else? There's something else you put in there that's dry. I can't remember now. Mm, it's not all that complicated. And then when you make it, of course, you're using it. But if you if you have dehydrated or freeze-dried cheese, you could use the, put the cheese in there too. I think it'd be too big for the jar though. But you put shredded cheese eggs and milk and you, you whisk the eggs in the milk you pour the dry ingredients in your pan you put the milk and egg mixture on then you top it with the cheese put it in the oven and bake it it's really easy i made it the other day um but uh, i made i made it, it says you the recipe says use a two and a half quart oven safe uh container so i have some uh, uh corning wares old ones uh vintage oh vintage that uh, one of them was a three quart and you know, they had the lid and everything and I put it in there. Well, it was too thick. So I think I'm going to make it again. And what I think needs to happen, it needs to be in a nine by 13 pan so that it's, it's not as thick and it can cook. Uh, it's a casserole. It's so that it can cook completely because it was a little wet and uh, it wasn't raw. It wasn't nasty. Um, but uh Um, but it was, it, it was a little wet, but the top was getting too brown. So the cheese was getting too brown and the center was still a little wet. So I think it needs to be in a long pan and not the one that I had. So I'm going to make that again and I'm going to take, I probably won't video it. <coughs> excuse me. I probably won't video it because it, um, 
it's just an aggravation to try to video. I'll probably just take some snaps and, and do a, uh, and do a voiceover. But I'll I'll get that. But it's um, I love to do those kind of things. They're really fun. Hunter says the gift thingy. I don't know how many e how many equal of flight of oh of stairs I go until I have to turn to, for the next step. Yeah, so I used to I used to walk stairs a lot. Um, and at one point I worked on the um, fourth floor of a building and I would walk up and down there. Now, the, now listen, this was 30 years ago. So uh, I would go up and down the stairs. But my lunch at that time, because I was going through my divorce, my lunch at that time consisted of a candy bar from the, from the snack bar and a bottle of, of Coke, not Diet Coke, regular Coke. And all the cigarettes I could smoke <laughs> in 30 minutes. But I, I walked uh about three quarters of a mile to get to the building from the parking area and then I walked about three quarters of a mile back and then I was up and down those flight of stairs all the time I worked my way into going up and down those stairs uh and I'm gonna tell you I was I was not I was no bigger than a minute I mean I was a tiny little thing at that point um it's a shame I couldn't stay there <laughs> but yeah the flight the reason it was a flight of the stairs was to calculate steps and exercise and stuff and, and that's what I was reading the story on and but um, as many times as I go up and down our stairs, I should be a size seven again. But dear Lord, no, I'm not that now. But then so now to roll back to the conversation earlier, because one of the, I used I've been using that um, uh, Opus Pro to make clips and stuff. And one of the most common things that software tells me is that I don't transition very well. <laughs> And I don't do calls to action very well. And that's another of the, I need to write it down. I need to focus and I can't. So that's just me. But we do, we have, actually, it's a couple of folks that are coming in tomorrow. They're coming in for a concert in Charleston. So they'll be here and they'll go to the concert and then they'll come back and then they'll leave the next morning. But I have to get last minute things tidied up and uh, taken care of today as well. And and uh, today is INR day for my dad. So he uh i'll be over there after the broadcast is finished and uh, take care of his his stuff for him air btc i mentioned air btc uh, a few times now and that they're going through some changes over there and this is the um it, it, it is very it's going to be very similar to air bnb only it's designed for bitcoiners so that people will will pay with with satoshis or percentages of bitcoin and airbtc um i don't know if he's the founder i can't remember now and i don't have it open to look but um he his name is Andre van herden and i did listen to him on a podcast the other day and i mentioned that on tuesday and i, I messaged him because my listing for the uh peruser for the for the get potential guest looks great but on the back side, on my side, where I can go in and set the calendar and stuff, it's all it's all not right. And so I, I had reached out to him. I've reached out to him a couple of times since summer and asked him about it. And he, he did reply to me, I think it was Wednesday. And he said that they are manually porting all, everything to the new site. So it's not an upgrade to the old site. They're doing a whole new site. So I don't know what's going on with that. I just hope somebody doesn't show up. <laughs> here. 
So <laughs> by mistake, or well, it wouldn't be by mistake on their part, but I just hope somebody doesn't show up expecting to stay because I, I'm not getting any, 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 um, uh, any reservations or any kind of communications from the actual site. So um, we'll see how that goes. I want to hang in there with them. I know they're a, a startup and I, I, I'm kind of anxious to do that because I, I enjoy meeting people from all over the world and people with all different kinds of views on all different kinds of topics. And uh, I just, um, I, I, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard, especially if you get somebody that doesn't share a lot of your um, views and your outlooks and your, your perspectives and things. But it's still really good to meet people. Um, I've shared with you before the the Canadian motorcycle riders that came in and stayed uh, as they went on one of their annual trips. And uh, they're Jewish. And I had reached out to uh, one of them right after the October 7th stuff. And I said, I, I'm praying for you and for Israel because this is just a nightmare. And uh, he just basically said, thanks. And I, you know, it's not something that I want to get into a conversation on the internet with someone anyway. And uh, knowing that he had, he, of course they all have to serve in the, um, in the military over there at some point. And he had uh, been in for a while over there. And I didn't want to ask questions. I mean, I had questions. I'd love to know the answers to, but I wasn't going to do that over the internet. That's not, that's not what you want to do. And he probably wouldn't have shared anything with it anyway. But you get to meet such wonderful people. And I've really had a blast with it. And um, I hope to continue it for a, a good long time. Mm. The coffee's already getting cold. This time of year, stupid coffee doesn't stay warm down here. I have a cup. Mr. Holstein got me for Christmas la the year before last, I think it was, that you plug into the USB and it keeps everything. The cup heats up and it stays charged. And, but I would be running back and forth so much to fill it up. It, uh, it's still, because when I'm drinking my coffee, it's just, I, you might as well put a, a fireproof straw in the, in the pot because I go through a lot of coffee. And I always have. After I started drinking it, I always have. So that uh, on the AirBTC, we'll we'll wait and see how that goes. That uh, that uh, has some potential, I think, and I really look forward to to using it and incorporating it into my options for um, booking rooms. So if you want to stay, you got to go to robinholstein.com and look at the Holstein House on the menu and um, check out the dates, check out the availabilities. I prefer that you direct book. But you can Airbnb, and eventually you'll be able to Airbtc. But uh, we'd love to have you come and stay. So look that up. Miscellaneous. Well, you know, I know you guys want to get on to the good stuff with the daylight savings time. But listen, I just want to touch on this for the ladies in the audience and guys who love their ladies in the audience. And and I'm not getting into all that assigned. Gen I I actually I logged into my uh, online medical account here the other day just to check make sure everything was still squared away because I hadn't done it for a long time and um, <laughs> and it it actually had in one of the things uh, in one of the reports for people assigned female at birth this and I'm like because it was like um, it, it was like uh, blood work so that there's an area where guys are different. But anyway, and I looked at that and I thought, that is the dumbest crap 
I have ever seen people assigned. You don't get assigned your gender. You're either born male or female. And in a rare, rare occurrence, there are uh, multiple genders. You have that you could be either way. That is very rare. (laughs) And you're not assigned. You're born that way. We're not talking about lifestyle choices. We're talking about how you're born. You're born either a guy or a girl. And changing the name of it doesn't make a difference. Calling me a they doesn't mean I don't have girl parts. Okay. God, I'm not, I'm not playing that game with anybody. Those, those, I am so tired of those, those conversations and people so focused on them, you know, ah, I'm, I'm a they, my pronouns are this. Take your pronouns, write them on some paper and just, I don't care about your pronouns. I really don't. So there you have it in the raw. I don't care about your pronouns. All right. Uh, So anyway, for the ladies in the audience and those guys who love their ladies, October was uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now, breast cancer organizations as a whole are getting some bad rap for their the way, you know, all these organizations, they, they grow out of their bridges. They get too big for their bridges. They grow to the point where they're no longer effective. They're putting more money into their administrative costs and giving stuff away and having special events and all that stuff than they're putting into research or helping people. It eventually happens to all of them. Rare, rare are the ones that may not do that. But breast cancer awareness is a good thing. We, I'm not a big fan of all these oddball, it's National Sandwich Day or it's National tennis shoe day or things like that. I think some of the health related ones are good because uh, we do need, there are some exams that we knew we do need to have. Even those who don't like to go to a physician, there are some things you need to do. Breast cancer is one of those things. I could potentially have breast cancer and not know it without a mammogram. And Although I'm not a fan of taking having a mammogram every year because I don't think my personal opinion is that it's not necessary every year unless you have a reason uh, to check every year. But you need to have them and you need to have them, in my opinion, every three or four years uh, until you unless you discover something on your personal exam um, and still. There's a lot of people who still yet don't get it. So I think those awareness dates are good in some cases. And October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I think is a good thing. Do I think they need one for guys? Sure. I don't think we should only have it for girls. I think guy parts are important too. I kind of like guy parts from of my husband, you know. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. We're married. Uh, but I had my mammogram. The last one I actually had was pre-Rona. So it had been a while and my gynecologist and my general practitioner both were screaming at me. Both of them wrote me orders to get it done. And I've rolled my eyes and rolled my eyes for a couple years now. And I went and had it done. And let me tell you, it's just as uncomfortable now as it used to be. <laughs> 
But uh, one of the things I was looking at was uh, when I logged into my records at the hospital was the results from that mammogram. Came back fine. <laughs> Hunter says, I did my check. Well, her check. Well, and yes, a proper exam. And Hunter, you're, it's perfectly acceptable <laughs> for you to help your wife stay on top of that. <laughs> and you know what? I giggle and, and people chuckle. But in fact, um, for uh, women, men, their their significant others uh, are are very often the one to notice. Hey, what's that? You know, and guys, your lower parts need to be checked, too. And a lot of times it's the ladies that notice or your significant other. I'll, I'll play that game a little bit because you could maybe not be married and, you know, but anyway, a lot of times, you know, the 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 wife or the spouse or the girlfriend or whatever finds it uh, in in guys. So yeah, you guys need that check too. I just kind of wish you had to have the same kind of check we did, we do, you know, because our check is very very uncomfortable. Um, you know, they take that machine and they they move all your girl your breast material in on this on this glass plate thing here and then they mash down they mash those babies down and they just look terrible but they have to do that so so that that you know uh, i don't know if it's x-ray but so that right that can can get through the tissue and see any abnormalities it's very painful i want i stopped short of saying painful because it's very uncomfortable to the point of almost being painful um <laughs> and um but it needs to be done and and if you guys had to have your boy parts done that way, you'd have a better appreciation for the ladies, I think, even though I'm sure you appreciate the ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'm dancing around it. I, sh I, I just don't like to get vulgar. And I have my own personal definition of vulgar and it doesn't match with everybody else's, but I had that taken care of and I encourage all the ladies out there to get that done. And guys have your ladies have an official mammogram done. It's really important. Plus you usually get a neat little pen and a notepad. <laughs> oh. So then the other thing that I had to do this week, see, I, I have to get my own medical stuff done too. And on top of running my dad back and forth with his, um, I went to the pulmonologist, the lung doctor, uh, yesterday, and uh, I I've been going to him for sleep apnea anyway, and and I have the machine for that, and um, I'm okay with it. I use it all the time. I I can't hardly, and what it, unfortunately what it has done while it helps me not stop breathing at night, it has made my lungs lazy. So that if I'm laying on the bed or laying on the couch or something, even trying to take a nap, it's hard to breathe because my lungs are lazy. Now they're used to that machine constantly uh, having air pressure in there. But um, I've had a cough and I've had a wheeze when I'm exerting myself, when I'm like when I'm lifting dad's uh, wheelchair in and out of the car. And when we've talked about that before now, since about the summer, when I go up and down the stairs, I'm having a wheezy, it's um, out of breath and stuff. So I've had my um, stress test at the, at the cardiologist, and that was fine. I've had my regular checkups and stuff. All that stuff is okay. So the only other couple things I, I could think of that would cause that would be a lung issue or just simply that I'm fat, which I am. And I admit that it's okay. I'm fat. 
I make no delusions of that. And um, so I went to the pulmonologist for my regular checkup for the CPAP. And I told him, I said, I've got a wheeze that's bothering me. And I want to make sure whether it's because I'm of my weight or if I've got something else going on. And he kind of looked at me funny. And uh, he said, well, we'll have to move you. Because he has, um, there's two different businesses that operate there at that office. And one is basically the CPAP sleep center. Uh, and then the other one is pulmonology clinic. So they had to make me an appointment with them. So I went yesterday and had a breathing test, which is aggravating, but not painful. I mean, they put a pin on your nose to keep your nose closed. So you don't breathe in your nose and you, you have a thing that looks like an inhaler that you, that's connected to this machine. And at some point you take a deep breath and, and get ready. Here it comes. Blow. <laughs> You blow as hard as you can until you're out of breath. And, and she's counting because she wants you to completely empty. And it's just, you've got to do it for this, this amount of seconds. And you do that a few times. And then you do it in reverse. So you blow out all the air. And then you inhale real hard. But then when you exhale, it, it tries to stop you. So it's, it's measuring the pressure of your exhale, the pressure of your lungs exhaling uh, air. So it's it's... I mean, it's no big deal, but it's still just dumb. But they got to do it, I guess, to measure uh, the capacity of your lungs and the strength and all that stuff. And she said mine were fine, except one was down in the 80%, which wasn't bad, but wasn't where wasn't the best place, but it wasn't too bad. So then I go into the pulmonologist and uh, talk to him a little bit. And... Um, he he listens to me with a stethoscope for a while and he stays over here on this on the left side. This is my left side. I don't know what it looks like on the screen, but this is my left side. And uh, he listens here for a while. And uh, I mean, it may have just only been five seconds more, but it was noticeable to me that he was staying right here more. And uh, he stepped back and he said, are, are you using any inhalers or anything now? I said, nah, what I usually do is, is uh, suck on a menthol cough drop. And it seems to help some, but of course this, the wheeze is almost always there anyway. And, I, and um, so he wrote me a prescription for uh, some kind of inhaler thing that has albuterol and something else in it. And he said, you use this twice a day. And uh, he said, I want you to have a um, high resolution MRI of the lungs. He said, I want to rule out. Um, what's the name of it? Let me think. I got to look over here at the name because I don't know what the name of it is without looking it up. Smoking. Uh, smoking. Oh, what is it? Smoking related interstitial, interstitial fibrosis. <laughs> it's like a $40 word. Um, and basically it's... Uh, I, I looked it up. I looked it up on Wikipedia first. I, Wikipedia is not the best place to get information, but I use it a lot to get me pointed in a better direction. So I can, sometimes it'll give me a word that I'm looking for, but it just, it's just, um, it's a, um, actually it's a collagen buildup of, it, it's like microscopic down at the cellular level, you know, a, a collagen uh, rope thready thing that builds up in the lung and it's 
most of the cases are related to smoking. And I smoked for well over 20 years. Um, Dag on, I was smoking in junior high school or middle school, however you guys think of it. It was like eighth grade, ninth grade, I started smoking. And I smoked, you could do that then. And cigarettes were 50 cents pack. Um, but uh, I smoked Dag on for over 20 years. And then uh, Mr. Holstein and I quit. We'd been married a couple years when we quit. And that's been 20 years, 20, uh, it was near 2022. So that was 21 years ago. So it's possible the, um, the stuff that I was reading showed that it, um, it is in autopsies when they look at lungs in an autopsy um, that I think it was something like 90% of the people who smoked had this. Um, who who were heavy smokers and smoking a pack a day for 20 years, or a pack a day or more for 20 years is considered a heavy smoker. And um, I don't know what all else it said, but uh, that's not necessarily what it is. That's just what he's looking for uh, and trying to rule out. And then if it's not that, it's probably COPD, which is a kind of an umbrella term for emphysema and a couple other things that, uh, that affect the lung and some unspecific, uh, issues with the lungs and um, but something one of the other things that it showed when I looked up this um, smoking related thing whatever it's called um, talked about working around uh, birds and in around chemicals and dust and uh, something else I can't remember but I thought it may have been cold may have been one of them not not calling it like black lung and I thought you know I wonder when I was growing up now this is not to blame my parents but when I was growing up uh, dad dad and mom used a, uh, a buck stove it was a lower end version of a buck stove and they put they used wood or coal because dad had access to coal because he worked at the coal mines and he could you know bring a couple buckets of it home it'd be no big deal I wonder if that would because the, the thing wasn't the greatest it did roll smoke in the house every now and again and and I just often wonder if some of my lung issues have been that because as a kid I had a lot of pneumonia and um, we're talking like you know two three year old up to I don't know second grade or so there were several times I was hospitalized with pneumonia and ended up getting they poured out uh, put like put a sheet over me take take all uh, take my clothes off and then put a sheet over me and then pour rubbing alcohol in that sheet to bring my fever down it's probably the fumes from <laughs> rubbing alcohol to eat up my lungs. But uh, we'll see. I got to go. I'm waiting to find out when they're going to do the MRI. So we'll get that and then um, and we'll knock it out. I, I work better when I know what something is. Even if it's not a good thing, I work better when I know what it is. Uh, putting a name to stuff seems to really help. Um, and I'm a little hoarse today. You can tell. I think that's from the inhaler. I think that's from the inhaler. Uh, I just started it yesterday morning. So I've only had three doses of it. And I, so I think it's a little bit what that's. But I hate that because um, I, I just, I just, I just hate it. I just don't think it's a good sound. But anyway, so we don't have anything really good going on. Um, anything new as far as the basement or the Ramsey house or anything. I just have nonstop with, um, with, um, 
well, not so much dad. I had he hasn't had any appointments this week. It's been all been mine. But between he his place and my place and and the church, it's just been nonstop. Uh, we did have a uh, uh, talking about the garden now. Uh, the garden. There's not a whole lot of gardens. There's probably no garden, as a matter of fact, because we had a hard killing frost on Wednesday night. We'd had frost before, but this was a hard one. And this one, the temps went down into free below freezing uh, up until mid morning on uh, Wednesday morning. So um, one of the ferns that I had, and it was the one that I tried to save. I think I just killed it because it had only come back about that much. It was one of those great big ones. But I don't know a lot about taking care of them. I'm trying to learn that. But it was still out in the yard by the by the chicken coop. And it's just all frost killed the fronds. I don't know if the roots are are damaged, but the, the fronds are gone. Um, oh, I should have had that turned off. Sorry, guys. Um, I usually have it. I usually do keep it off. But um, so we had our hard killing frost on Wednesday. So that's the end of the stuff that's out in the yard. And hopefully sometime this weekend, I'll be able to get the rest of the backyard cleaned up and tidied up, you know, from all of that. So we'll get on to daylight savings time. <laughs> if you haven't heard in the United States and places that observe daylight savings time, uh, it ends this, uh, I don't know why it's stupid, but th it ends this Sunday. Uh, at two o'clock in the morning and why they decided to pick that time. I don't, I don't think I've ever read the story behind why they picked two o'clock in the morning to change your clock. And my grandparents, my grandma used to stay up to do that. Like it mattered at, that, that it was at two o'clock and not right when you went to bed, when you changed your clock. I don't, I never did get that either. Um, but you know, it's, it's here, it's coming, and you're going to hear people, you may be one of the people, who do nothing but moan and complain <laughs> about, oh, they should leave it alone, it's going to be dark so early. We'll have, it's going to be the same amount of daylight and dark, regardless of whether we call this very minute 1042 or 942. Okay, the number of hours of daylight and dark is not going to change. Um, the, and not every state and not every city observes this and not every country on the world observes this. So, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, we're going back to the time that would be normal before they decided to make daylight savings. Um, the reason for it is, is obsolete now. There's no, there's no reason for it. We're not an agrarian, uh, society anymore. Uh, we, we may be tangled up in a war, uh, which I believe we are, and I believe this is already the Third World War. I think everybody's just afraid to, to make that statement. Uh, but anyway, uh, the end of daylight savings time is Sunday morning. Now look, if, if, if we didn't, if we left the time now that we have now, if we don't change it back... Uh, on Christmas Eve, the sun will come up at 8.20 in the morning, and it'll set at 5.34 in the evening. So March the 10th is the day that we would spring forward. So we're talking about 2024. So on March the 9th, the day before, the sun comes up at, uh, at uh, 6.18. The day before, we do the spring forward thing next next year. 
So the very next day, the sun comes up at 718. Because we sprung forward. Instead of six o'clock, it'll be seven. So you won't be getting up with daylight. You'll still be getting up in the dark, even if we change it. And then if we left um, original time, if we if we left it this time, if we didn't spring forward on July the 9th, which is, it's not technically, it's, I think, meteorologically the longest daylight. The sun comes up. If we leave it at this time, the sun will be up at 434. And it will go down at 730 in the evening. But if we spring forward, the sun comes up at 534 and goes down at 830. So, you know, in the summer when, you, when you're when you up all night because of the daylight, if you just leave the count clock alone. <laughs> it, it, to me, it ends up being better. Uh Oh, Hunter says it might be just that the doctor made up the, the possible diagnosis so he could get a high resolution picture. It's possible, but I did go to him and ask him to find out what's wrong. And I was a heavy smoker. And that that's that um, um, shoot. See, I'm missing words again. It's probably the Alzheimer's. Um that study, there's several studies. I, I've, I've looked up, there's several different sources that talk about that um, issue, the, the smoking-related, uh, whatever it was. So it, it's out there. It's been studied. And I, you know, I don't, let's just fix it is my, is my thing. Nate, put a name on it. Okay, now let's fix it. How do we fix this? <laughs> if it, <coughs> excuse me, if this is what I've got, let's fix this. There's no real fix for it. There's a, there's a, um, if that's what it is, and it may not be, uh, there's a uh, treatment that can help keep it from progressing uh, as fast or uh, some, in some cases at all, but there's no real fix unless you have a lung transplant. I'm not looking for no lung transplant. I can tell you that right now. And Hunter comes around and says, again, my animals don't care what time it is. That's right. That's right. The animals, they they use the sun, daylight and dark. The dogs, their stomach clock goes off, whether the, the clock on the wall says it's five o'clock or six o'clock. They don't care. Getting them, getting all the animals used to the, the change is just the biggest pain on this earth, in my point, in my opinion. But now, right now, I do get it. I do get it because right now, the way the sun comes up, I can't go out. Oh, I could, but it's not good to go out and let the birds out in 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 the twilight or in the um, it's, it's not twilight in the morning. But anyway, before the sun comes up, when it's just barely light outside, that's not good. But the sun doesn't it doesn't get bright enough to do that until about eight o'clock here. So then, like yesterday for this appointment, I had an eight thirty appointment. I was trying to get everything I could get done before the last minute before I absolutely had to leave so that I could open that, uh, open the coop, let him out and, and hit the road and get to the appointment. So, you know, living by sun up, sun down is a nightmare. And plus when the sun goes down, I'm sleepy. I could sleep 12 hours in the dark 
I can do this. It's not a problem. So, you know, I, I don't really care. I, I would just assume they pick one and just stop this stupid game uh, of daylight savings time. Just pick one and just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. All right. Now, speaking of the chickens, the, so I now have, officially now have three hens that are molting. So um, they're not laying and they look awful. They look abused. They look sick. It's, it's pathetic. If you've never seen a molting chicken, it's just really sad. But uh, we had an attempted break-in yesterday morning. Um, I I had, was up, I was getting the coffee, and I didn't have the kitchen light on. I didn't need the kitchen light on for that. Um, I had enough light. But I heard, it's been a cat. It's been a black cat. Uh, Mr. Olstein said it could have been a raccoon. It could have been, but it was like solid dark. I think it would still think it was a cat. And and the, the the prints that were in what was left of the frost yesterday morning, I swear there were cats. Because a, a, a raccoon has almost like hands, right? So they their little prints would look almost like hands. This was I'm sure this was a cat. Um and the the coop is made out of a out of a out of a rubber made. Let me see if I can share this with you. Um yeah, let me see if I can make that full, the full screen. Uh, it's not perfect, but yeah. So, um, it, what you see, I don't know if, oh, I don't think you can see it very good, but uh, you see that little trash can. That's what I keep their food in. Uh, and it, so far, nothing's been able to open the lid on it. Nothing that we have around here has opened the lid on it. And, um, unfortunately it's hidden but these when the windows that you see there uh, it's the other side of this window but these windows I have covered with hardware cloth the little tiny was it quarter inch stuff and I have it screwed on there but it I you know I only put like two or three screw I put a screw in each corner and in like one in the middle and it's been fine until yesterday and yesterday I um I went out after, you know, of course I, I saw that cat, it was, cat was howling and carrying on and there on to the, to the other side of the screen there, you see the, the run, the metal, um, run there on the, oh, which way is it, which way are you seeing it? Um, I think it's backwards for you. Anyway, you see that little chicken. Okay. So that's the run. So, on the far opposite side of that little chicken is a uh, another little tiny store-bought coop that, you know, is falling apart, but it's still sitting there because they're still using it. And um, they use it a little bit. They lay eggs in it still yet, so I, I've left it there. It's not a big deal. But that cat was on the, on the top of that little older uh, chicken coop that's sitting there up against the side of the big one and apparently had jumped over because of the the mud that was on the um uh on the um door you can't see the pointer from this one this is a slide and not a okay so anyways there's a door there on the on the right of the screen and um, there was muddy 
uh, footprints where the cat was trying to claw and get in there and that hardware cloth was pulled pulled back and then when I had gone in to check and get eggs and stuff from the from the ducks yesterday morning everything in there was turned over so the cat has jumped across and, and hung on that hardware cloth and scared the birds and had everybody in a panic and they were knocking stuff over but uh, so I had to go in and put some more um, I had to put some more uh, screws in the hardware cloth to hold it down a little better. So as far as I know, that cat wasn't back yesterday, but that little cat was determined to get in there. And um, I, it just baffled me the first time since I've had chickens that a cat has tried to do there. Anything has tried to go through, uh, through that door. Hang on. Sorry, I had to cough. For those of you who are listening to the podcast. So um, I so we did have an attempted break in yesterday. I think I got that taken care of. I've not seen any cats during the day that have been um, trying to take down one of the chickens. Uh, I guess this time of year it's possible. And um, we've had uh, some abandoned or dilapidated mobile homes taken out. And so there's some cats were living in there, you know, feral kind and uh, I think they're out trying to figure out how to survive now. People are just awful. They go off and they leave these animals. Get If you're going to have a pet, get the darn thing spayed. Stop breeding these animals for a while, okay? Can we can we do that? Can we stop that for a little while? Dang on. You, you got animal shelters that are running over that have decided they're going to be no-kill shelters, which I hate the idea of killing them too. But you get these no-kill shelters, then you get the animal shelters saying we can't take any more in because we're too full and there's not enough people to adopt. Then they have these big events to have adoptions, no charge. And, and then you just perpetuate this cycle. And then all these people run out there. I got this little mixed up little dog. It's part Chihuahua, part Poodle, part Labrador, part St. Bernard. Isn't it cute? Just Everybody just... Just stop. Just stop. All right. What was the other thing I was going to talk to you guys about? Oh, the five. <laughs> I'll skip over. We're, I'm running a little long today. Uh, five more preps for winter. That was, that's one of the, that's what you all stayed here for. And if you stayed this long uh, and, and hung out this long, here you go. <laughs> here you go. This is it. So I've the last uh, I don't know three is this I think it's been three Fridays we've we've done five uh, five winter preps uh, that you can get started with they're not necessarily for when uh, the big event the SHTF event happens but they're things that you you should probably be uh, be getting getting together and this one's this one's kind of a you know kind of a no brainer here. Uh, first, and not these are not necessarily in order of preference or anything. These are just in the order that I wrote them down. Insulated winter boots. You can have boots. You can have fancy dress boots. But you need some something that are insulated. And even if you're just going to your car and from car into work, get some insulated winter boots because if you break down in your fancy dress boots for work, you're going to wish you had some insulated winter boots. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've done that. I've had that happen when I used to work for the Department of uh, Agriculture at the Conservation District. 
or conservation agency. Uh, in some states, it's still called the Soil and Water Conservation Agency, but they they changed the name of it in West Virginia to just a, a conservation agency. And uh, it was it was a 26 mile drive, and it, you had to go up the hill. And I had a little white uh, Subaru Legacy station wagon. I loved that little car. Uh, I've loved just about every car I've had, actually. And, uh, of course, it was all-wheel drive, so I would take it. And, you know, I hardly ever missed a day of work because of weather. And a lot of people, a lot of people didn't show up, and I'd be there. But you get stuck, and you have to get out of that vehicle in your in your work clothes and your work shoes. You're going to wish you had some, some insulated winter boots. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, they have that stuff called Thinsulate. Thinsulate that goes in a lot of winter clothing. You know, it doesn't do me a bit of good. I, I don't get it. It doesn't keep my hands warm. They don't keep my feet warm. And I haven't figured out why it was such a big deal for so long. Because it never did any good for me. My hands would still get freezing cold. So I, yeah. Uh, and I'm not a winter fan anyway. So um, it's, it's, uh, it never works for me really. Uh, and insulated weatherproof gloves. Now the idea behind weatherproof it, proof is you can get those little knit cotton gloves that are so cute that have a matching hat and all that stuff and I don't have hat on there but yeah you need a hat uh, but the minute they get wet you're done because your hands are freezing uh, so when it comes to you know save all the cute stuff for once you get in the building carry a, a, a tote bag or whatever big enough to have your stuff in but uh, insul uh, insulated weatherproof you don't want the water getting through your sh your hand uh, through your gloves in the wintertime in areas of the United States or areas of around the world that get snow, let me, <laughs> and cold weather. So if you move to an area, be, get ready, get ready. I was listening to a, um, a YouTube, uh, um, oh, uh, darn, what's the name of it? I don't know if I can think of it real quick, but um, they're just right around here. Dag on it. Um, see if I can find it real quick. Probably can't. Oh, there it is. Uh, Kentucky Sustainable Living. I was listening to them. They just had a big festival. Uh, I think it would have been last weekend, I guess. And um, I was listening to them talking. The guy that they had on, the guest that they had on, said he moved to Michigan when he decided to move to Michigan when he was visiting there in, in August. And then he'd never spent winter up there. He'd been from, I think he said North Carolina. And uh, he said he went from, you know, steamy, thick, hot air that doesn't move to to Michigan. <laughs> and it's cold up there. And uh, so if you move to an area that, that tends to get cold in the winter, yeah, you need insulated weatherproof gloves. Waterproof matches. You usually have to look those up. I've not seen them generically in like Walmart or Kroger or Piggly Wiggly or a grocery store where re regular matches are. Sporting goods shops generally have them. So I have found them like in the sporting, uh, out at Dick's Sporting Goods. I've seen them at uh, uh, Gander Mountain. I've seen them at Cabela's. You know, they're water resistant. They say waterproof, but they're water resistant. And so that if you need to light something with a match and it's damp outside, they will, they will strike and they will light. 
candles and or oil lamps. I have several oil lamps upstairs, and one, about once a year, I'll just go through because they get dust in them, and uh, I'll I'll wipe the wick off and light them for a few minutes, adjust them so I, so that all the parts are working. And uh, yeah, they do black smoke, and it it can be smelly and stuff. But if you're in the situation where you need them, you're not going to worry about that. So candles or oil lamps. Uh, we did just did a candle workshop at the church. Um, we didn't make candles, but we did decorate them. Let me see. I can show you this. I don't want to remove that. I want to show that. How do I show that again? Here, let me see. Is it going to do that? There it goes. So I don't know how well you can see that, but um, these are some of the things that we used. The candles there on the left, uh, pillar candles. They're hard to find. I like to never found pillar candles. I went all over the valley hunting for them. I guess I have to order, if I do them for Christmas, I'll have to order them online. But this is just a series of napkins and doodads and pins and things to decorate candles with. And um, so we did that workshop. Not that you want to do a workshop, but, you know, you want to have some candles around. And that was just an interesting way to get some of the ladies to have, to have a couple of extra emergency candles. Uh, and a multi-tool. A multi-tool. I, sh I really should have a picture of a multi-tool, but I don't. Um, a multi-tool is is almost like a Swiss Army knife, uh, but it actually has pliers on the end. And um, several years ago, Leatherman multi-tools were the were the big thing, and all the all the people all the cool kids had them hanging from their belts. But you can get um, cheaper ones that will bend if you put a lot of pressure on them but they still do come in handy uh, but a multi-tool it's got uh, pliers it's got uh, it's got a knife it's got a, a little screwdriver heads and it just all folds together and I'll have to let me make a note let me see if I can find a picture of a multi-tool and uh, I can't share it today but maybe I can share it with you on Tuesday or if you go to the if you go to the telegram group I'll show you one in there but really, kids, that's going to be about it. We've run over by just a couple of minutes on the hour. I like to try to stay at an hour. And um, I do have to go do Dad's INR test here in a few minutes and uh, have some other things to take care of. So I do appreciate you guys having been here with me. And uh, we'll do this again, I think, Tuesday. I think, let me look. I don't think I've got anything going on Tuesday that would keep me from, uh, unless Dad has, Dad might, see. Come on, calendar sync. Gets, get going there. It's bogged down. <clears throat> no, it looks like Tuesday's a go. So I think uh, I think we're good um, for next Tuesday. In some places, it's, an ele it's election day. And I know there's a lot of people who kind of groan about that. But honestly, come on. If, if, if more people would vote, things could change. It really could. So I'm going to go. Um, if you've gotten this far, I do appreciate you. Please uh, consider going to Holstein, RobinHolstein.com and checking out Holstein Household and that menu or just kind of look around. Use the contact page to send me a note. Say hello somewhere. If you're watching this on the replay, please, you know, type in replay and put hello or something like that. If you're over there on on the podcasts, please send, just send me a quick little note to let me know that you were there. I do appreciate you. And always, if you like, 
or you think you're going to like future uh, things and, and you want to keep track of what's going on, please click the likes and the subscribes and all those kind of things. And hey, send me suggestions if there's something you want me to talk about related to hosting an Airbnb at home or food preparation and storage or or any of those kind of things. And uh, running a little household, a lot of folks are, are starting to, uh, you know, kind of transition back to where there's somebody taking taking care of the house all the time and uh, they don't teach home ec and stuff anymore oh oh let me share this with you real quick and if i can see it's a matter of there's another squirrel there's another squirrel i have purchased a a vintage antique it's actually an antique because it's 100 years old a treadle singer sewing machine and it needs a belt but i'm thinking about doing a series on getting it back working i have sewn in my life but not with a treadle machine and um, as soon as I bought it, dad said, you know, we got two of those at the house. <laughs> so um, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I, I love to and be on the lookout, Bolo, for some of the um, uh, some of the um, workshops that I'm going to put together uh, the videos for. And uh, hopefully have those coming out here pretty soon. I'll, I'll have them sprinkled throughout, but keep an eye out for that. And again, I thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you'll come back again Tuesday again at the same time. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.